everyone. It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their own personal stories on how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we are able to chat with Pouty Face over Zoom video. Pouty Face has spent a few years of her life in San Diego, so we had that in common. We chatted a little bit about that. But she was born in LA, then moved to San Francisco, then to Atlanta, then back to San Diego. And then now she's still in L.A., but she got her music career going while living in Atlanta. Pouty Face talks to us about a voice coach she had that was really inspiring. Actually really helped her with her songwriting, booked her first show for her at an open mic night. When she left Atlanta, moved to San Diego, she kind of steered away from her music career for a little bit until she found this app called Voicey. Voicey is an app for, for songwriters that you can use beats and loops and write your own hooks or top lines or create your own songs. So she really started to release music on this app, Voicey, which really opened up opportunities for her. Pouty Face talks about putting out music for the first time, the huge success of her song, Death Wish, signing her record deal over Zoom, <laughs> and all about her most recent song called God Complex. And she also talks to us about this huge tour she has coming up, her first ever tour, her first ever real live shows as Pouty Face, opening up for Youngblood and Upsol. You can watch our interview with Pouty Face on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Pouty Face. Awesome. I really appreciate you doing this. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Awesome. Let's do it. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm Adam, by the way, and I just saw that you're from San Diego. That's where I'm from originally. No way. What part of San Diego? Um, I grew up in Penisquitos Poway area. Okay. Yes. I was <laughs> in Escondido and um, bounced around a little bit. Rancho Bernardo slash Poway-ish. Really? I lived in you Rancho know. Bernardo before I moved. To, we, my wife, yeah, my family and I were living in an RV before we moved. We just moved to Nashville about seven months ago. Oh, no way. How do, how do you like Nashville? We love it here. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. But how cool. Okay. So you're from San Diego, born and raised there? No, actually. Um, I moved out to LA from San Diego. Um, I only lived there for, I think I moved there when I was had to be like 15 and I lived there till I was like 18. So a few years um, in San before, Diego, San Diego. But before okay. that I was in Atlanta, about 30 oh, okay. minutes North of Atlanta. Um, and then before that I was in San Francisco. Okay. Were you so born in San Francisco? 
No, I was born in Burbank, so <laughs> okay, okay. I'm split around a lot of yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're born in L.A., then you moved to San Francisco, and then Atlanta? And then Atlanta, and then, then back to San Diego. And then back now to LA. LA. Back to home base. Wow, full circle. Okay, yeah. so how long were you in San Francisco? Oh, shoot. Um, well, I only spent a year in Burbank when I was born okay. here, so I was in SF from two years old to, like, however old you are in second grade. Oh, okay. So you're still young. So did still you young, but your adolescent life was mainly where in, in uh, Atlanta, Atlanta and uh, San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah. Okay. So how yeah, did I you still count San Francisco though? Because I really do feel like it's uh, I don't know. I think I just really connect with San Francisco a lot. So it's still a super special place in my heart. Did you live in the city? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Area wise, if you know much about San Francisco, but I was I lived like, there for a while. Oh, okay. So like Daly City. Oh, yeah. Okay. So by the college down there, yeah. or south yeah. of San Francisco. Right mm -hmm. on. Okay. Cool. Well, how did you get to music? Oh man, crazy question. Um, I was always really into writing. Um, like in school, I loved narrative writing in like English class. Um and I think I thought I was going to be like a, a writer for a while. I thought I would write short stories and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was 13, well, I actually grew up a competitive dancer. Um, and then that started to kind of take a toll on me. And not to mention, I kind of sucked at it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I love doing it, but I kind of sucked. Um, so eventually I was like, all right, this is, let me try something else. Um, so I was, when I was 13, my mom bought me a guitar and I just started learning to play songs and um, kind of just for fun. I was like, what would happen if I tried to write my own song? And, uh, it all kind of started from there. Atlanta has a great songwriter, singer songwriter scene, mm -hmm. playing a lot of open mics around there. Um, Eddie's attic. I don't know if you know that venue, but mm -mm. super cool, intimate listening room. Um, I think that's where like John Mayer came out of or something like that. Wow. But yeah. Um, Playing around Atlanta. Actually, so you would just do like open mic nights and what your mom would drop you off or take you over there. The funniest thing is actually um, I missed like a crucial part of this. I was in choir and the whole reason I actually finally decided to try to write a song is because um, this girl came to my choir class and she was like, hey, I'm a voice teacher. Like if anyone wants is interested in voice lessons, like here's my number, here's my card. And I'd just gotten done with the dance thing, you know, and I was like, all right, like, hey, mom, can I take voice lessons? Like, this sounds like fun. Um, and she did give me voice lessons, but she really encouraged me to write songs. Um, and yeah, she was the one really showing me around Atlanta and getting me into into that scene. Oh, really? the, the vocal teacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. OK. And then you were you, were you showing her your songs like when you'd write them? Yeah, I would show her the songs and then she finally convinced me to do an open mic coffee shop thing. And so I'm like 13. I'm so socially awkward. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so terrified. And I'm like shaking like a leaf. And I'm like, fine. OK, I'll do it. My parents had never heard me sing. I never played any of my songs for my parents. So they have no idea what to expect when I'm getting up on the stage. Like, oh, my God, she might suck. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and so I got up there and did my thing and was so terrified, but I guess it was, I did all right. I did, did okay. well, right. Did well, yeah. 
Okay. That's amazing. So then I'm sure that got the bug going for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So then I started doing, kept writing more songs, showing them to my vocal teacher and playing them around Atlanta, doing little, little gigs here and there. Um, that's, yeah, that's where I started. Did your family move to San Diego for work or? Yeah. My, uh, my parents actually separated and my dad, um, my dad had moved us to Atlanta for his job. My mom has family in San Diego. So we moved back to San Diego where her family was. Okay. And then that's when you moved, you were living in Escondido, you said? Yeah. Like split between Escondido. So Escondido and Rancho Bernardo. Poway. Did you, did you go to high school around there too? Uh, yeah, I went to Del Norte and then I took summer school at Rancho Bernardo high school. <laughs> That's awesome. I took, so summer went- I took summer gym class cause I wanted to get my classes done early so I could just get out of school and just be okay. done. With school early. So you went to Del Norte, which is like Del Sur, right? Uh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's, uh, isn't that Del Norte? Maybe not. You're in Escondido then. Yeah. No. I didn't go to school in Escondido, but, um, that was where my dad was. So I was oh, spending okay. a lot of time in Escondido and then school gotcha. was Rancho Bernardo Poway. Got it. Okay. Rad. And then were you playing, did you, when you moved to San Diego, did you tell the people you're in school with that you're a singer songwriter? Hell like, no. You- Hell no. <laughs> I, you know what? Um, that was such a weird time for me. And I think, um, a lot of stuff was kind of very up in the air and I totally just like lost music for a Mm -hmm. second. Um, and yeah, I kind of really didn't have intentions of continuing to do it, I guess at that point, or I had just kind of forgotten about it. Um, so for good year couple years I just had not written a single song I was not playing any music um and San Diego I love San Diego but there's not a whole lot going on music scene wise down there yeah it's difficult now there used to be a lot more all-age venues and uh cooler little like teen clubs and stuff but I feel like they're all kind of gone now and it's mainly like House of Blues or Soma or Observatory like they're only the big bigger venues. There's not a whole lot of spaces yeah. for upcoming artists to play. Totally. I agree. Yeah. So with that, like, did you ever get back into music in San Diego or was that not until you moved again? I did. Um, but I did it online. So I started using this songwriting app called Voicey. Um, I was in contact with my now manager um, who wasn't managing me at the time, but I've, I'd known him since I was 13 and he was always just giving great advice. And I was like, Hey, here's what I'm going through. Like, I really want to get back into music. Like, I just don't know where to start. I feel like it was a fluke. Like, I don't, I don't know where to start. Can you help me? And he was like, okay, listen, I have this friend who's starting this app. It's called Boise. It's a songwriting app. It's in beta stages. Just try it. See what happens. No expectations. And I started using it just kind of for fun. And then all of a sudden these floodgates completely opened and I was writing songs all of a sudden, like again. Um, so that was. Wow. How that does was, that, how does the app work? It teaches you how to write songs or kind of. So it's like, if you're a producer, you can upload tracks um, okay. loops in there. And if you're a songwriter or a top liner, you can get in there and you just use your headphone mic and you sing into the mic and write your own little 30 second hook or song. Oh, wow. It's pretty crazy. They have built in like compression and then you can 
mix your own vocals and they have vocal presets. It's pretty cool. That's rad. Yeah. So you were using that for a while and then eventually what started putting them out like on YouTube or something else? Using that for a while. Um, and then wasn't doing anything like San Diego music scene wise, still just keeping that online. And then when I was doing music stuff, I was just making trips up to Los Angeles back and forth because um, before my manager was managing me, he was like, hey, let me just, you know, trial run some stuff with you. Um, here's a here's an EDM producer who needs someone to write a song. So I wasn't even really writing for for me at that point. I was just oh, you're getting back into the process of writing and learning how to be in sessions with producers because mm -hmm. that's a whole that's a whole thing in itself. I was used to writing those little songs on my phone alone. Right. Now you got to be in a big studio with somebody else that you've never met and sing in front of them. And I was yes. That must have been nerve-wracking, right? At first, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, it's so funny. I remember that uh when I first got into it, I was so silent. I would write the entire song in my head and they and they'd be like, Are you okay? Like, do you have anything going on back there? Like, are you writing something? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's almost done. I got it. And then I would just sing them the whole song before they just even in your without writing anything down. Writing everything down, but not singing anything out loud, just singing it in oh, my head. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then you just sing to them and they're, I'm sure, blown away. And <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. And once you, when did you start writing your own songs and putting out your music under your, under Patty Face? Um, I actually had a project called Olivia Knight before I had this project, Patty Face. Um, and that was sort of just, I think, me again like getting back into it like just for fun mostly see where stuff goes the first song i released actually um under that project was a song called wind up and that was actually a song that i wrote in voicey or like a hook i wrote in voicey and we took that hook out of voicey and produced it out and made a, made a full song out of it and then my name pouty face literally came from a song called pouty face that i wrote in that app oh wow so we started writing for this project. Um, I think it's coming up on like a couple years now. Okay. And our first release was April, April, 2020. Really? Wow. Okay. So like right after uh, the world shut down. Yes. And right after <laughs> I moved to LA and realized, oh my God, I'm going to have to really learn how to live alone. Sure. Wow. Yes. So where were you? You were just working on this project up until the until COVID happened. Um, trying to think the timeline. When did we? Yeah, I would say the. Yeah, I think maybe like January, December, January mm -hmm. um, was when we made the full transition to Pouty Face, and we were just sort of sussing out what that might look like. I might sound mm -hmm. like, um, what made you go away from the, the Olivia Knight project? I think I just outgrown it. Okay. Um, cause I'd had that since I was 13 and you change a lot from 13 to <laughs> right. 18. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now I couldn't imagine it being anything else. Mm -hmm. And when, like, how did you start getting traction under the, under your new project? 
So we put out this song called Death Wish, um, and it kind of had a little moment on TikTok with cosplay community people doing characters and stuff to it, using the sound. Um, and it kind of just organically grew a ton on its own. Um, and then my now publisher um, found me on Boise and noticed that I had a song out. And that just started the conversation um, about signing me as a songwriter. Um, and that also opened the conversation to signing me as an artist with Island because he had a really good friend who was an A&R at Island. He was like, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but I'm going to take this to my friend, see what she thinks. And it all ended up just working out pretty seamlessly. So that started to wow. get me in the room with a lot of people. That's amazing. So you're still using Voicey or you were using it recently. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize it was still like a full thing. Like it was. Oh. Oh yeah. I love it. 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 Um, it's just good practice. Right. Right. And on social media that I don't dread using. I'm sorry. One more time. Uh, it's like a form of social media that I don't, I never dread using. I, I okay. love TikTok. I do love TikTok, but what I see, I think is like purely, it remains purely for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you fun. can follow people and just, and find their songs and, and everything yeah. else on there. Yeah, it really yeah. It, it looks like TikTok um, a little bit, but um, laid out for songwriters and artists and people who want to listen to it. That's amazing. That's cool. So you had the one song that did well on, on TikTok. It, it transferred to TikTok, obviously. And then you started getting these conversations. That must have been a big moment for you. I mean, you're still very young and you're you're getting these deals and offered, you know, from a major record company. Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, it was actually really not what we were planning for. We had total intentions of just releasing things independently. Um, as long as COVID was going, um, mm -hmm. so that totally changed the trajectory. Sort of funny, you know, you think about like, oh, the signing, you know, everyone's popping champagne and it's so nice. And we're all sitting <laughs> together. But I was over Zoom, over a DocuSign. Um, <laughs> so still great. But um, yeah, I, I love both of them. Um, Warner Chapel has been awesome to me. My publisher, John's been thebomb.com and uh, my A&R, Jackie Island. They're great. They give me complete creative freedom and that's all that I ask. That's amazing. And your most recent song is uh, Never Fucking Now? Never most, Fucking No? Most recent song is God Is it God Complex? Okay, that is a newer one then. Yes. Okay, talk to me about God Complex. God Complex blew up on TikTok kind of by accident. <laughs> I really had no expectations for that song. We had made it. Um, and then like a couple days later, I was like, oh, just for funsies, I'm going to put this little 15 second part of the song up. And people were like, what is this? Oh, my gosh, what is this? And I was like, do you guys want it? Um, and all of a sudden, it was just this groundswell of all of these really cool chicks using this sound and being badass. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like subconsciously, I think that song does something to people. It did something to me because I was promoting it so much day after day after day. I felt confident. I felt good. It made me feel good. That's awesome. So, yeah, it just it just blew up for uh, blew up from there. And then people were waiting for the song and everyone got a bunch of pre saves. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're on this huge tour coming up also. Youngblood and uh, Upsall. 
Oh my God. Yeah. What was that phone call like? I was in CVS getting my second vaccination. So my manager calls me. I didn't even know who the tour was going to be actually. Cause he had told me, look, I don't want to get you excited. I don't want you to worry about it or stress or have anxiety over it. I'll tell you if we get it. So he calls me and he's like, Hey, you're going on tour with young blood. And I wanted to scream so bad, but I was in a CD. I held it together. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going on tour with young blood. This is crazy. And just, yeah. I mean, the expected reaction. I was so excited and I love Upsall so much. Oh. So I'm so excited to play shows with her too. I think she's phenomenal. She's so cool. Um, I, I interviewed her for this podcast when we early, early on, she was on tour with Max Frost and to see and within a couple of years, how big she's become is so crazy. She's like, taken off right now. Yeah. yeah, It's awesome to see. And, and so cool that she's such a sweetheart. So that's awesome that you get to tour with her and young blood is Dom is crazy in himself. Like just everyone I've chatted with that's yeah. toured with them is like said nothing but cool things about him. So, and I've had yeah, a chance I, to meet him before too. And he's just like, his vibe is just so cool. I, he seems like, he seems like it. Yeah. Um, I also feel like he's a great study, like in terms of performers and being on my first tour. Um, he's a great, he's going to be a great performer to take some notes from. Sure. You, you haven't been on tour yet. This will be your I've first one. Show. Oh, wow. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, Define show like I've done open mics, but right, you've done no, open mics. No. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm terrified. I'm all of the things. I'm just gonna throw myself into the fire and hope for the best. I like it. And how are you? So you're just gonna play all the pouty face stuff on the tour? Because you said yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have hundreds of songs. Oh uh, yeah, we've got a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I'm gonna play. We have enough stuff that's released, and I do definitely want to give people an opportunity to hear the songs that are out um, in a live setting. Yeah. Maybe we'll sneak in a couple of unreleased ones. I don't know. Very cool. Well, that's super exciting. Huge tour and congratulations on all that. That's Thank amazing. You. Um, what are you most excited about for the tour? Just meeting people, I think. I have gotten a chance to connect with people who listen to my music online. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a different thing to see people face to face and like feel their presence and look them in the eyes and be able to say like, Thank you so much. Like seriously wouldn't be possible without them. So I can't wait to just meet, meet them, see people, see real people. Yeah, for sure. Finally. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Well, congratulations. And I'm sure that first show is going to be insane. Yeah, dude. I hope so. We'll see, but thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I don't want to say be yourself because that's the cliche form of saying it, but be yourself. Um, I think also don't take yourself so seriously. There's no reason you have to. Don't try to uphold something that isn't you. Relax a little bit. Have fun. If you're goofy and weird, be goofy and weird. It's okay. Be yourself um, because that's that's the only way. So, cliche, but be yourself. <laughs>